Hello again. So this is Feline from Six Blue Warriors. And today we are going to talk about things to look for when you are trying to find a provider for yourself or for your family. Just ways to be able to help narrow down the field a little bit. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of providers that are out there. You've got pediatricians, you've got doctors, you've got therapists, you've got uh, counselors, you've got psychologists, you've got teachers, you've got so many different people out there that are available to be able to help you. However, trying to figure out who the right one is, is always difficult. And once you find somebody, it's really hard if anything happens and you just never want to let them go. I've tried to come up with a couple of just good hints to help you when you are trying to figure out who can be a good provider for you and your kids. One of the things that you need to keep in mind is you want to be able to find somebody that you can connect with. It doesn't have to be a connection like a lifelong friend or anything like that, but somebody who seems to give you that feeling of, okay, they get it, you know, just to be able to have that feeling and that little bit of a connection. And to also keep in mind that different providers are good for different things. Sometimes your pediatrician may be great at dealing with regular day-to-day issues for your kid, just, you know, ear infections or rashes and just, you know, just normal health things. But when it comes to trying to do medication management or finding the right therapies for your kid, they may not have the resources or the knowledge in order to be helpful for you. So just kind of keep in mind what different, what your providers are good for and what their specialty is, you know, and sometimes you'll be able to find everything in one provider that you need. And other times you're going to have to use several in order to get what you need. When one of our living situations, we had a pediatrician's office that we used. And basically why we went in there was if someone was sick or if they needed their flu shots or if that, you know, we just, they were very nice. It was a nice office. It was very helpful. We could get in and out when we needed to. But if I needed any help with getting services for my kids or finding a provider that was helpful, they just really had no other information for me. I was kind of on my own with that. So we ended up finding more assistance over at a mental health clinic where there was a particular uh, PA there and a set of counselors that were super helpful that helped us to be able to find some resources in the area and um, answer my questions as far as uh, managing medications and just other things that you'd have concerns with. Here's a list of some important things for you to look for when you're trying to find a provider. First, you want to find out if they have any experience with autism. If they do, that's going to make a huge difference, whether they have a child themselves or whether their patient base is fairly large with uh, individuals with autism. That is always going to be something that is really, really helpful. Obviously, a good reputation is going to be something that's also going to end up being really helpful to um know what their bedside manner is like. If there's somebody who's a little bit more uptight, not necessarily going to be the most helpful (laughs) because, you know, who thinks doctor's appointments go smoothly? Not me. You know, it's, there's times where we were just doing routine checkups and we had to have three people help hold my son down. So the doctor could just look in his ears just for a regular little, you know, he wasn't even having an ear infection or anything. It just was, 
just a regular thing. Those are one of those appointments that you just leave and you just want to cry because it's just so hard. The other thing is, is you want to see if this provider is somebody who can keep an open mind that might be willing to try something they haven't been as comfortable with. You know, sometimes we as parents talk to other parents that have kids on the spectrum and find out that this particular therapy worked really well or you know, the different research that we look up and get into as parents, you know, this is something that we deal with every day, all the time. We are there with our kids. We're talking to other people. We're finding things out all the time. Whereas the providers, that's not their only clientele, most likely. And so a lot of times we have excellent information to offer and being able to treat an individual with autism means that you have to look at things differently than just the status quo. You know, when it comes to, I keep using the example of medications, but when it comes to certain medications, sometimes an individual with autism will have an exaggerated response that isn't really that big of a deal to one, to a normal person, but the side effect for them is just so overwhelming. It's just not worth it. Or they may be extremely responsive to medication and may need not even the starter dose. They might need half the starter dose or a quarter of the starter dose. And that is effective for them. You know, you just have to have somebody who's willing to keep an open mind and realize that they are going to have to think outside the box in order to help uh, your child. And they also you want to find out if this kind of a provider is going to be willing to learn. You know, if they're going to be willing to admit that they don't necessarily know everything about treating someone with autism and that they can listen to what you actually have to say, because like I said earlier, you're there, you're living it every day, all the time, 24 seven, you are around this kid, you see what ends up helping them, you see what ends up hindering them or yourself, um, you know, if, if you personally have autism as well, you know, the provider needs to realize that they don't necessarily have that experience. And even if they do have a large autism patient base, they still don't know that one individual that you're representing, whether it's yourself or it's your child. There's the saying, if you know one person with autism, you know one person with autism. And I would say that is extremely true from my experience because Two of my kids are diagnosed with autism and they're both very, very different. And every time I meet one of my friend's kids, they all seem, you know, there's certain things that I can sit down and say, oh, that's just like Aiden or, oh, that's just like Gavin. But I can't necessarily say that they're just like this person, you know, (laughs) everybody's different. So you need to find somebody who's willing to actually listen to what you have to say as a parent and realize that you are part of the decision making team for this person and for this child. And I was recently at my local support group and we had a a mental health nurse practitioner come in and speak with us. And he was just saying how he doesn't have any family members, direct family members that have autism. And so most of what he's, the knowledge that he's been able to learn and accumulate has been from the experiences that parents bring in and share with him. And also the work that he's done going into group homes and things like that, working with clients uh, one-on-one in their environments. But from a personal experience and knowing what it's like to deal with all the time, he has none. So, you know, he works with individuals with autism all the time, but 
it's one thing to have them come and sit in your office and chat about them and another thing entirely to try and help them get through a meltdown or try and help to figure out how to make going to the grocery store successful or how to get them motivated to actually perform to their abilities in school. You know, all of these different things are things that you learn when you're living it day to day. So you have to find a provider who's willing to listen and to learn that they don't know everything. Funny story. So the same pediatrician that at one point we had an appointment where we had to have two grown men and myself hold my son down so the doctor could look in his ears. So after we'd practice doctor's appointments and things like that, um, he noticed that Aiden was doing so much better with his doctor's appointments. In fact, Aiden started saying, here, you forgot to look in my ears. Here, you forgot to listen to my heart. All this stuff. And I was, of course, floored when Aiden did this. I'm just like, what the heck is going on? And then I remembered that Aiden had started watching Doc McStuffins on the Disney Channel, the little girl who's a toy doctor. (laughs) And every episode, they run through the same routine that you'd go through with a regular doctor's checkup. And it talked about how you need to get shots, and it talked about how you get measured, and it talked about how you get your eyes checked, and it talked about all kinds of different things that were super helpful. So after Aiden had been watching Doc McStuffins in between annual checkups, he came in and he was prompting the doctor what he needed to do next. And he just turned to me and he said, what are you doing with this kid that (laughs) his behavior is so different? And I said, well, he's been watching Doc McStuffins on the Disney channel. And that has just been so helpful in him understanding what needs to happen with a doctor's appointment. And so I see him as I'm saying, he's like, what was that show called again? And he pulls out his notepad and I hear him writing. He's saying to himself, Doc McStuffins Disney. And at that moment, that's when I knew that we had a pediatrician who was happy to hear any and all advice that I could give him so that he could spread it on to his other patients. Because obviously, having a child be able to tolerate a doctor's appointment is huge for him since that's what he does all day long. But throughout the years, this pediatrician just keeps asking me different questions and advice like, so how are you dealing with this when it comes to this in school? Or how are you handling this and this when we do our annual checkups? He constantly is asking questions and wants to learn from me. And that just makes me feel so much more comfortable. And obviously I'm shocked because I didn't go to medical school. I only know my kid. But this same provider that I have a great relationship with, some of my other friends have gone to him as well. And for some reason or another, they just didn't click. And so they felt like he wasn't able to listen to them as well or the same way as he does with me or just something. So that's why I'm saying just keep in mind what providers can be helpful for and realize everybody's different. Everyone's a different person. And so when you find that person that you connect with, then you just keep doing whatever you can to stick around with them. But it's just an exciting thing when you are able to find a provider that works with so that you can have that one less stress in your life so that you know if something comes up, this person has got your back and they believe you and they will be right there for you. Uh, Another piece of advice, when you're trying to interview to find 
a pediatrician or a provider, one thing you're going to want to do is ask to speak to either their nurse or most of the time these days, it's their medical assistant is the person who usually takes you back and, you know, does your basic blood pressure checks and height and weight and all of that stuff just to check, you know, the the basics. But they do a lot of the things uh, they're the main communicator between the doctor and the patients. You know, the pediatrician's office that we're at has probably eight or nine providers at it. And so then there's a whole slew of people at the front desk and each doctor has his own or her own uh, medical assistant. And that's the person who you, I would need to talk to if I wanted to find out about our pediatrician, because I know that the medical assistant is the one who spends the most time with him. Uh, they know how the doctor tends to handle random appointments or questions or, you know, like this person does this or, you know, you know that's who you're going to want to talk to. Not necessarily unless it's a small office. If it's a small office, then, yeah, you'd want to talk to the front desk or something like that. But one of the ways to get people to actually answer your questions is just say, Hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm new in this area or I'm looking for a new provider. I have a child that's seven years old and they have autism and I just wanted to ask some questions about uh, the doctor or the pediatrician. Who would be the best person for me to talk to about them? I just want to see what kind of experience they have with autism and then give them your phone number and be willing to wait for a phone call back. Because a lot of times they are really busy and you're going to get more time that they're going to be able to think about questions if you can wait until they have a moment in their schedule rather than just doing it right when you call. You know, we always have to be patient with all these kinds of things anyway. So, you know, it's just a matter of being patient and hopefully it's going to be a place where you'll be able to have a good relationship for a long time. Trying to find ways to keep working relationships good. That's what we always have to struggle with being parents in particular. And even as individuals is the line between being a strong, a strong advocate and also being able to play the politics and maintain a good relationship between the school, between the doctor's office, between all of those different things. So those are kind of my tips for you in helping you to find a provider that's going to be good for you and your family. I hope that you found this helpful. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to leave them down in the comment section. We do have the Six Blue Warriors Autism Support Group Facebook page that you are more than welcome to request to join. Also, we have a website that is thewarriorsnetwork.com which has got all the different information from Six Blue Warriors, but it also has information from my husband's channel that he is also doing because he has a degree in health promotion and lifetime wellness. And so he has a lot of tips and advice for trying to make good choices in helping to improve your quality of life and uh, exercise, motivation, those kinds of things. So check it out. It's great stuff. We'd love to have any more of your questions and uh, comments. Anyway, good luck with being able to find a provider that's going to be helpful for you and for your family. We here at Six Blue Warriors just want to wish you the best of luck and hope this information is helpful and it helps to brighten your day. Thanks for listening. Bye.